Hey guys, it's Dina and Lydia, and you're listening to Retweet. talking about the law of attraction i feel like we may have talked about this in a past episode i'm not sure but this episode is going to be all about like spirituality the law of attraction manifestation and all that and then for this week we have one of my favorite online manifesting accounts we have erica erica's gonna introduce herself hi guys i'm erica i um i do manifest often multiple times a day and i do post manifesting manifesting accounts and um i'm really excited to be here today guys like i've i feel like a lot of stuff that i've like achieved in my life have really come from the starting base of manifestation and law of attraction so i'm excited okay i'm excited too uh, I feel like I had like a rocky start with like the start of learning about manifestation or the law of mm-hmm. attraction because the first book that got recommended to me was The Secret. Me too. <laughs> and like I couldn't even finish the book. Like I couldn't finish the book. There was so much just like blaming people of their circumstances in like the first chapter. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I had like a rocky start, but I'm excited to learn. I am. Um... Yeah, my my first interaction with Law of Attraction was I was really young and my mom read me The Secret and then made us watch. She basically was like, this is going to change your life. She made us watch the movie, read the book. And I was like, this is weird and kind of culty. And then I, as I got older, I think I started to naturally take up some of the stuff from The Secret, even though like I didn't really understand it at the time. Now I have not read the secret since. So I all I know is they were very focused on like manifesting will get you out of anything. You can just say it and it'll happen. And I don't agree with that. So Yeah. Like I feel like the way that they sold it was like it was magic. Like it was just mm-hmm. like you think this thought and it will appear in front of you if you work hard enough. Like or like think hard enough. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's, like, the hard part about manifestation. I feel like people – that's why men specifically write it off because they think, like, oh, it's just you, like, saying something or thinking something. It's, like, this make-believe idea and then it'll just, like, come true. So I guess, like, among us, well, how do we define manifesting? Because I think that's what a lot of people think manifesting is. Um. Well, I personally see it as kind of – creating a reality so like either consciously or subconsciously you when you're saying things towards what you're working towards or writing them down you will naturally start to move in that direction and then with time that's kind of how stuff starts to come to fruition because if I constantly every day I'm like I'm going to I don't know I'm going to get this one job that I really want I'm going to be on the retweet podcast I, so then I see the retweet podcast. So I follow the retweet podcast. And then as time goes on, I keep writing out, I'm going to be on the retweet podcast. And then I'm constantly seeing the retweet podcast come up and liking interacting with things. I'm starting to comment. Now, retweet podcast knows who I am. And it's just kind of this back and forth of like, I'm slowly moving towards what that goal was. And you may not even notice you're doing it, but it is kind of pushing you into that direction yeah I love that because I think for me like one of the reasons why like I love the idea of manifesting is because I think especially as women like growing up you're kind of told or you feel like oh what I think and what I feel doesn't really matter and so manifesting is this really great thing where it tells you like no like where your energy is like focused like it does matter because it will like change your trajectory which Mm -hmm. I think like is kind of an important point that you brought up like manifesting isn't just like saying the thing it's also like having the actions to kind of follow through with it and of course like for example you know if I'm like I want to be a pop star I want to be Olivia Rodrigo and 
I don't like practice or like do the work, that I'm never going to be even remotely like an artist or like a pop star. But, you know, kind of like having that mindset and knowing that your energy is like towards something and I'm going to put any energy that I have focused on that. I think like there is going to be a change regardless of you having like a certain idea around it. Yeah. And I think like the issue with some like interpretations of manifestation and like kind of like the secret, like your thoughts become your reality 100% of the time is that like for people that struggle with like intrusive thinking or like compulsive thinking, things like that, it can be really scary to be like, oh my God, like I'm thinking about this thing all the time. It's going to happen. Right. And I think that's the way it kind of gets sold, but it is more like because you're putting that intention out into the universe, you're putting your energy into things that subconsciously or consciously are moving you closer to that goal. You're thinking about what you want your life to look like. You're changing your self-talk. You're doing things like actual tangible things that are moving you closer to your goal and thinking about it often and in the form of manifestation is what is pushing you towards that, right? It's not like just this magical thing that's happening. It's like, you know, it is happening in your subconscious and your conscious um, mind, but it isn't like you have no control over your life. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've heard people kind of say of it more as like, it's not always directly what you're saying at the beginning or what you're, you're saying that you're going to get, but more moving from like a limited mindset to an empowering mindset. So if you're constantly thinking and dreaming bigger, your ideas and the stuff within your reach get bigger. So honestly, the stuff that I probably manifested when I began are not even what I'm looking for anymore. It's just that now my mindset has become a lot bigger to the things that are in my reach. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of saying like, oh, I can never do that. It could be, well, why mm-hmm. can't I? Why can't I do that thing? Why can't I mm-hmm. achieve that thing? Yeah. Cause even for me, like I was thinking about this because I was like, oh, I've never manifested anything. Like, have I manifested something? And I'm like, I definitely have. And I think even in combo of like being authentically yourself, I think is a huge thing about manifesting. Like, I was talking about this with someone like what if you're like have internal like bigotry and you're like oh I'm trying to manifest like I don't know well I don't think this is bigotry but like let's say you were just like I'm like a self-hating black girl and I was like I really want like a white guy and like I really want to like you know have like mixed race babies that look white like that I think like can't happen because like it is rooted in like self-hate if I were to like think and like really believe those things so I think, like, even the combo of being authentically yourself and having self-love is, like, a huge thing with manifestation because you're, like, going to be rooting for yourself. And, like, I think that the universe or higher power will reward you for that. And I think, like, also with being your authentic self, it's, like, embracing vulnerability because you have to be really vulnerable with yourself to, like, say your wildest dreams. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. you have to be really honest and vulnerable with yourself about what you want for yourself even if it sounds like so outlandish or so far out of like your your reach yeah and I feel like even talking about it will naturally kind of push you towards a more positive mindset because it I read something once that was like it makes it feel like the present is almost kind of perfect because as you're looking into the future going like I um, am going to obtain these things or I am working towards this. It's seeing that what the moment you're in now is allowing for you to get to that point. So instead of kind of dreading the moment that you're in, it allows you to see it as like a stepping stone. Yeah, that's cute. Oh my God. I need to start doing that. Honestly, I said this is another podcast where like I have never been someone who's been present. I like started going to therapy last year and I like Mm -hmm. had to learn to be present. I'm a Pisces moon. So mess, 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 (laughs) mess. Like I'm just such a like daydreaming kind of girl. And when I like realize, this is like some fruity like weird shit right now. But like Uh when I realized like I'm like a real person, I like got so emotional. I like saw this tweet and it was like, do you ever just realize like you're actually alive? I was like, oh my God, it's so true. Like it's nuts. But um, I mean like as far as like, also manifesting kind of like relationship because I feel like relationships are such a huge part of reality I know for myself I've definitely like manifested friends not in a way where I've like had my heart set on like a certain person being my friend and they've been my friend but more so I've like been like I want to have friends who support me who love me who are creative and inspire me and then as time goes on like that does come my way 
But I do want to talk about, like, how do we feel about those dating TikToks when they're like, listen to this audio, think about that person. They, You are going to show up in their dreams. And then 12 o'clock at dawn tomorrow, they are going to propose to you. Like, there's so much of that shit on my TL. It's nuts. Honestly, that's giving so much fear into me. Just the idea of trying to be like, I'm going to trick somebody to like me. Like, did you see that one TikTok that went viral where that girl was like, every night when my boyfriend goes to sleep, I put a nicotine patch on him. Yes! So that he has withdrawals when he's away from me. That's crazy because obviously she wants this person to be obsessed with them or with her. Mm -hmm. Like she's kind of almost manipulative. But half the time when I see – and let's be real. It's the hetero girlies. Like the girlies like that are just like want a surrender from a guy. It's like you're manifesting this guy or you're manifesting this guy to text you back. But half the time when the guy texts you back, you don't even want him. So it's like what is going on? Like manifesting for the ego. Yeah, and I always say, I'm like, but if they don't want you, then, like, even if you trick them into wanting you, in, a, in the, the future, you're going to be like, wait, they didn't even want me. Like, why am I <laughs> fighting so hard for this person? Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, y'all, guys, stop doing spells and all mm-hmm. this shit to get, like, a love spell with your period blood. No, guys. Like, I know people that accidentally did it backwards. Like, they've done a spell, but they did it reverse, so they ended up falling in love with the person. <laughs> that is no. so sad. It's Wait, they did hard. the period blood thing? I don't know. No, I don't think it was the period blood thing. I think it was, like, a different thing. I'm interested... I don't know if I say I want to know more about that period blood thing, but <laughs> oh my god, it's I want to know. I want. I do want to know more. I'm a researcher. I'm a researcher. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, in our notes, also, Dina had a really interesting thought about like because obviously we're talking about manifestation. We're talking about your energy kind of brings forth your reality. I think, especially in dating and relationships, like, do we think that like our vibe attracts our tribe? And therefore, like, if you do attract, let's say, either toxic friends or partners, like, is that a reflection of you? A hundred percent. I think that, like, I'm a big pers- believer in vibrations. So, like, when somebody had – and honestly, like, I can promise this week, because of how drained I was from pride, I was very low vibrational. So, even when I was around people, I was like, I probably don't seem like good vibes right now because I'm so exhausted and I think that if you're always in this mindset of looking at things in a negative view you are naturally kind of bringing yourself into more of a space of dread which people can sense like if you're around somebody and they're let's say you go out and the night's not amazing you want to have a positive attitude of like okay well at least we're together or we can go get A&W or like you know like trying to keep it positive and if you're with somebody who's negative about it or is like oh this night was shit like I knew this was going to be bad then you naturally are going to feel worse on those nights and notice the pattern of like oh when I'm with them I do feel worse so I think that it does kind of have a natural attraction to what you want to be around yeah I definitely agree I think the worst people I've ever dated have always been in times where I was like just like down bad like mentally like and just like in my life because I was like putting like even if you think that you're like good at putting a mask on or like good at hiding that you're going through stuff like for me it just comes out in like passive aggressiveness it comes out in like the way that I'm interacting with people and like people can sense your energy for Mm -hmm. sure and I think like if I was in a good space like the space I'm in now like I I don't think I would have allowed those same situations to happen so it's like I think definitely it it's not your I I don't want to say it's your fault but like it's causal like it's linked there's a connection Mm -hmm. there I feel like a lot of people probably have that same view where they're like oh I when I was friends with this group versus this group or when you know because you notice the the patterns yeah like it's so true like when I first moved to Toronto like I was such a vulnerable I was such a vulnerable position Mm -hmm. and like I might have thought and I think this is actually something that I've never talked about so when I was like in middle school 
like a lot of us, like grew up on Tumblr. And a lot of people who I was following were talking about like self-love, maybe they're like, you know, feminist blogs. A lot of these accounts were run by like, I want to say like university, maybe like mid 20 year old women. So it was like, they were talking about self-love in a way where like, they've obviously gone through shit. Like they've obviously mm-hmm. lived a life where they've like, oh, this is why I have self-love. Me being 12, reading that and being like, <laughs> yes like I might think I'm adopting it but like I don't have the like life experience to like really back that up we were on such different tumblers I was on like Harry Styles fan account and Lon- Lana Del Rey porn <laughs> Harry Styles yeah, like, I don't too. know what. I was on like Zayn Smut but, like, like but like Ricky Mag <laughs> like Ricky Mag Ricky Mag I wasn't on that side of the internet I was on, uh, what's her name, Joanna, the one whose boyfriend will put the knife to her throat. I'm screaming. Okay, well, the Rookie Mad Girls also know what I'm talking about. I'll say, like, last summer I went to Toronto. I was, like, so enthusiastic because I'm ready to meet people on the way out. Mm-hmm. And I made friends. And here are two podcasts. We love bleeping the names. We like saying the names. We like bleeping them. I was yeah. friends with <laughs> and is a very like I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna come for his character but because he's probably going through his own shit mm-hmm. but like ripped me to shreds in terms of like confidence and like wanting to do things being ambitious and I never understood why I was like why do I feel like crap all the time and it was like I mean this person just had low self-esteem they're projecting on me can I mm-hmm. fix them no but it's like it's almost like I can sit here and I can be like oh shit talk but at the end of the day it was like I attracted that because of something within myself. So all mm-hmm. I can do is like blame the fact that like I was in that position and I shouldn't have let myself be around someone who like treated me so badly, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Not to victim blame because that's not what we're about at Retweet, uh-uh. but it was Never. reflective of like who, what I was feeling inside, mm-hmm. obviously. Because if I was feeling good, I wouldn't have been in that situation. Yeah, I just like – I would be careful about like blaming yourself because it's like <laughs> yeah. you move to a noose and, like, you moved to a new city. You moved out for the first time. You were, like, out in a new situation Literally. with the roommates for the first time. Like, you were in a vulnerable position and you got hate-crimed. Like, literally. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I would even say it's victim-blaming, but more, like, reflecting on, like, yeah. oh, in a low space. I, 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 you know, I didn't protect myself the way that I now can – I'm confident enough to protect myself, you know? Like mm-hmm. I, I've been there. I've, I've definitely, especially when I had like a lot of self-esteem issues, I would surround myself with people that I, that, you know, that I could see how easy it could be to buy love versus like people that I genuinely was forming connections with. And then like the outcome of that is obviously I'm not super happy. And as I started to you know, get self-esteem back and like become really confident in myself. I was having to hold back mm-hmm. myself, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So that's why the whole, even with like the whole manifestation thing, it's like, that's why you need to really like, you really do need to be honest with yourself because if you're unable to be honest and like, it took me that situation to realize like there is clearly a discrepancy in like what I'm saying about self-love and where I'm at. And so mm-hmm, yeah. getting real and being like, okay, and now let's restart. Even if that doesn't mean like, honestly, sometimes it is actually scarier being like real with yourself and with other people. Like, because you really do have to look at yourself in the mirror every day. This person will leave, like, you know, mm-hmm. but that's mm-hmm. why I think like manifestation is such an interesting practice because it does like, force you to be like really honest. Yeah, no, 100%. I kind of, I don't know, I found that I really like people that are just like, like extremely you know, out there about their positivity towards themselves. And I feel like, especially when I was at university, it was called like cocky or self-centered. But when I moved to Toronto, that was like the majority of the population here. So I actually like it. Like, I like that people are like, no, I'm the baddest bitch. And like, I walk in here, I'm the best dressed. Like, it's like you're speaking about yourself on these levels. And if you do have the humility and like you're self-aware about like, relation to other people you're really just you know making yourself feel better and if you're focusing on yourself and not tearing out people that you know there's there's levels to this and I think it does say a lot if you're able to speak about yourself in a positive way because I feel like there was just like when when we were younger especially like all my humor was surrounded like self-deprecation it was just like that was the funny thing to do you know and so but like literally like the words that you speak do 
become your reality in that sense because if you keep saying those things about yourself like you will eventually believe those things about yourself even if you're saying them in a joking way right so I think like I like this shift I think that there's been maybe like within our generation of like shifting from self-deprecation to like having grace with ourselves allowing ourselves to be vulnerable not feeling or not feeling as much shame yeah re-fucking tweet (laughs) retweet yeah yeah I mean I think it's with the rise of mimification which I like actually love like I love the bimbos yeah Yeah, I love love the bimbo moment (laughs) I guess like with the idea of like thoughts and like becoming a reality I guess like where does that kind of intersect with mental health and like if someone's like chronically depressed like how how does that change because I do think like especially with mental illness like you most of the time not all the time but sometimes can understand like this is me like having a mental illness like Mm -hmm. moment right now or like I'm being anxious right now I'm being depressed right now and you're sometimes able to separate them especially if you've had mental health issues like for years but I guess like what do we think about that in terms of like manifestation and how those thoughts become or can become reality control not controlling but like getting help for anxiety has been like really helpful for me because before it would be like I'm having this anxious thought and this anxious thought is my reality right and that Mm -hmm. and I think I just had to learn how to separate like what is a thought versus like what is a feeling versus what is my reality like a thought is not reality and a thought can be fleeting and it doesn't represent who you are Um, and I think a lot of people especially those who like struggle with intrusive thoughts like you can just feel a lot of shame about that kind of thing. Um, so I think for me, it was like definitely just like releasing the power that my thoughts had over me mm. in terms of like internalizing that as something that meant something like bad about me or that like if I thought about this thing, I thought I was anxious about the scenario it was going to happen um, mm-hmm. because I thought about it so much, right? So I think like having – like working through some like – things on the mental health side definitely helps with that no I I 100% agree because I I struggled with depression for a while and I felt that really when I started to like I kind of did you know they say like pills and skills like you you may need antidepressants but also like you need the help from therapy and to learn coping mechanisms and I think a lot of stuff that I was taught to do to help with that also are things that I do for manifesting like journaling and making mood boards and practicing self-acceptance and self-positive talk, you know, like it was stuff that they said would help with depression. And then it also turned into manifestation. And that's actually, I think how I got so into manifestation is because it helped me out of a very depressed state. And I found that, Oh, I didn't know what it was, but I was like, oh, when I channel my energy towards positive things and like these goals that I have, they actually come true. And like I have on my walls, I write notes of all goals or things I want to try or anything like that. And I'll put it up in every four months. I work in corporate, so every quarterly is how I do it. But I'll go to them and like, read them and half the time I've done half of them without even noticing because I put in my head that oh I want to do this and it just became like a cycle where I noticed oh wait this actually was working me writing out exactly what I want to do and putting it on a wall like being Mm -hmm. able to visualize it and see it and then work towards it and now like I have very positive experiences with like that type of journaling, writing out, mood boarding, all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. I definitely still struggle with things. And I think that that's kind of where the self-acceptance and like all that stuff comes into play is you're always going to still struggle. But it's nice to remind yourself that, you know, this isn't forever and that you can continue to work towards different things something that I did learn was um neuroplasticity so it's kind of this Mm. idea where if you can kind of let's say I'm like I just feel so ugly you can almost say like I might feel ugly but I am not ugly and like kind of training your brain like while you say these things can change the way you think even 
especially if you can say those things to you when you're not like particularly feeling bad or it's like not manic so if you wake up every morning and you feel like you're just waking up you feel pretty neutral about life and you just say these things to you that you know are like positive affirmations for example Mm -hmm. that helps in the long run and then therefore you're not like waiting until it's like manic panic time oh my god I'm like having a mental breakdown and now I need to tell myself all these positive things yeah Mm -hmm. if you you like make it a routine so that it's just naturally like your habit one thing in terms of spirituality that I also wanted to talk about it's something that I think about a lot because I grew up actually really religious um is karma how what do we think about karma and do we think it's real especially in terms of like law of attraction I want to believe it's real sometimes I don't know I I also grew up I grew up in like a catholic family but I've never really practiced religion and I'm not religious um but I I don't know. I I wanted for a while for karma to be real because I was just like really angry. I was like, no, I want them to feel something. But I think that I kind of, I stopped caring about karma because I was like, it just, it sticks on my mind of like, oh, are they going to get something bad? Like, when's it not going to work out for them? It like made me more angry when I was just always thinking about something bad happening to somebody. So I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I think it takes a lot out of you to like think about the ways that karma works. I know like for Lydia, she's like, I just believe in like equity. The consequences are always going to be there based on like the action. So like, for Mm -hmm. example, if we are friends and we have a falling out and I'm really hurt over it and, you know, I'm like, fuck, like, where's the karma? Like this person needs to hurt too. It's like, they they are now they don't have me as a friend you know what I mean like that to me so that feels like yeah like that is your karma babes and you're gonna and maybe you're not gonna feel it now but I owe it like it's gonna you will feel it eventually like you will feel it I kind of agree with that because if uh, let's say like the people that I would wish karma on I I think that naturally if you're doing things that are hurting other people or you're doing stuff out of hate you're just hurting like eventually it's just gonna you're gonna hurt yourself you know like Mm -hmm. the people that tend to inflict pain on others it's just a cycle because they're they don't they're doing it for a reason like there's something else going on for them Mm -hmm. and that probably is the karma like it's just yeah you're shitty (laughs) yeah it's true i agree i agree all of you who've done me bad (laughs) okay tell us so I was thinking because I'm like obviously we I talked about how this takes a certain level of vulnerability but it takes a lot to admit your goals to yourself but to share it with other people is like another thing so my question would be like is manifestation a solo practice like can you just do it on your own and you know say your manifestations journal you know, do all those practices or should you be speaking out into the world, telling your friends, like, I want this for myself or I see myself doing this and can it work without having like the group aspect of it? Honestly, I definitely started off doing it alone because more so I didn't know who to talk to about it. And also when I started manifesting a lot, I was surrounded by a lot of people that didn't really wish the best for me. So I was very hesitant on what I was sharing. People I Um, evil eye is there's the karma um but i think that i don't know as i started to do it more i will and as i surrounded myself with people that i felt like i could trust more or that were working towards similar goals i would share things even like yesterday was the new moon so usually i'll write on manifestations but i ended up just my me and my friend went out for food and we sat on my front porch for like two hours talking about our goals and for me I was like there's my manifestation like I didn't have to write them out after like I was speaking it but it happened so naturally that like I didn't even see it as like a chore or like oh shit I need to do this Mm -hmm. you know and I think there's power in sharing your goals with other people because in a way they can help hold you accountable Mm -hmm. just like checking in on it if you say you know I really want to achieve this thing a they can offer you support but also can keep you accountable to whatever the outcome is yeah actually like I've been thinking about it a lot and recently I got a fortune cookie actually that is on my back of my phone 
And it's like talking about like union gives strength, work collaboratively. And like, I'm such a huge, like, I'm so big on collaborations. Like, I'm so big on community. And I think that like, it really does take a village to like raise something up. And this might be unique to the fact that like, I also am like in film, but like, if you don't have a community of people backing you up or like a support system, like you are not going to be able to thrive as much as you think you'll be able to. And Mm -hmm. I think kind of even having your goals known, like you'll meet someone who'll be able to kind of meet you there and like working vertically or horizontally, it like helps. Yeah, horizontally, I'm like, wait, which one? (laughs) Horizontally. (laughs) Are you working horizontally? Like it helps, like, you know, Issa said it, Issa Ray said it, like you have to work horizontally. Like you have to meet people who have the same desires as you and like together, like you guys will only be more powerful. So I'm a big on do you need to share like every nitty gritty, like maybe emotional manifestation? You don't have to if you don't want to. But if you're Mm -hmm. like, hey, like I like love like making skits, like that's something that I want to do. Like I want to make skits and I want to write for like TV shows. Someone else might be able to help you with that. Every time I keep my mouth shut about things that I wanted to do, like closed mouths don't get fed. When you Mm -hmm. just speak like, I used to work in vintage, I still do, but, like, I used to work in vintage, like, in Kensington, and I would just talk about what I wanted to do all the time, and then some, a random customer would hear me being like, oh, you know what, like, I know this person, like, da 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 let me give you their number, and it's, like, immediately, now something's happened for me. So, I do think that if you're someone who, like, needs collaboration, which is, like, most people, I think it helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree, and I think that the one thing about sharing is like people get kind of scared because they're like oh if I share something and then I don't do it am I gonna feel like shit after or are people gonna treat me differently because like I'm not doing what I'm saying but I I honestly I don't know if it's just me but I look at it as like a lot of times when I say things I'm saying it out of like this is what I'm going to be doing and I'll speak in like these big terms and some people really hate that and I'm not around those people because I have to speak so wholly and big about certain things I want to do for me to like fulfill this vision Mm -hmm. and that's where it's like nice to be surrounded by people that share similar visions because honestly moving horizontally the people around you who you make as like friends and business partners and who share similar visions will work harder for you than anybody that you've Mm -hmm. ever met like they will have your back they will look out for you like that's it turns into family because like you're all working together no even like I think about that with the podcast because I feel like when Lydia and I started I were like yeah like let's start a podcast but then like we realized that we a really like enjoyed it but b people also seem to enjoy it as well Mm -hmm. so it's like it it could have just been like this side hustle but we're now we're thinking like we want this to be something bigger and I think it's scary to say that because it's like we can put out as much content as we want we can you know whatever but like at the end of the day the outcome really is out of our hands so I don't know I think it can be like to manifest these things, you do need to be able to like say them out loud, but it's so scary. Like that fear of failure, just like, I think that's what stops a lot of us. And that's, what's been the hardest for me to overcome is feeling like if I say this thing and I don't accomplish it, then that is just like who I am. Like I'm a failure. I can't get it. You know what I mean? Like it just starts like negative self-talk. So I guess like, how do you accept failing? Honestly, I I actually was having this conversation with somebody yesterday because it was just focused on like a change in path where they were like, oh, if I stop working in a creative field and I'm just safe, I get paid, you know, I don't need to, not everything's a gamble anymore. But then I was saying, you know, if you don't try, you're going to regret it. Whereas if you try and it doesn't work out, you can always go back to the backup. Like you can always just get another job you can always just do something else Mm -hmm. but I see I see these things as very much like why not you know Mm -hmm. there's not there's not really many things that make people so excited and so happy 
And like, you're already working so much, like putting your time and saying, oh, when this podcast is nominated for like a fucking billboard award, like at that point, they're going to have podcasts on billboard awards. Like I'm just you know, like, I'm at this point, Grammy, TikTok, we're getting a Grammy. Po- yeah, when the Grammys. And then you start to work towards it and look beyond that. Because as soon as you're saying like, oh, for the Grammy, you're like, okay, what do other podcasts have? Oh, sponsors. Okay, we need spot. Like, it's like you start to build of what are the next steps to get there. So I mm-hmm. think, I honestly truly believe that going so hard for a goal, even if it doesn't work out, you gain so much. Like, you just learned so many things. You have so many new skills. You can go into another job being like, I built a podcast. I did this. I did that. We decided not to go global, even though they wanted us to. But, <laughs> like we have all these skills like we built this stuff we've had all these guests we've done this we know how to work these softwares like your education and learning is never a failure I agree and like I was telling my friend Carrie who also kind of had the same sentiments about failure and I was like but literally if you do your research and you're like this person that's why it's so important to kind of have people who are like oh I like their career how do they build their career and going Mm -hmm. through those steps like I just think that it's, like, a lot more foolproof than, like, people think. Like, I think that people just don't get how, like, some media is, like, made. Like, I think some people just, like, lack, like, the understanding of, like, these teams, like, all these things that you're watching, like, it's not made out of fucking thin air. Like, there's some people behind it. So, like, maybe you're not, you know, whatever. Maybe you're not a famous actor but maybe you're someone who was able to like be in screenplays like for an HBO show like that's still in Mm -hmm. itself like an amazing accomplishment and um I was gonna say maybe you don't hold the camera but you like lighting exactly so many things there's just so many things that go on behind the scenes that people don't understand like I think more most people like from the mirror I don't understand that it's kind of like insane to think that you can't get that thing in my opinion because Mm -hmm. Like, there's so many connections. And I've seen so many people next door to me, like, even in Toronto where we've seen people, like, from, like, one opportunity to the other, now they are, like, so successful. And it's because they just never, ever, like, quit. Like, niggas just don't know how to quit. And, like, as you should, you should not quit. Like, it doesn't matter if it happened yesterday. It doesn't matter if it happens tomorrow. Like, I've seen so – like, yesterday, like, I was working (laughs) and, like, the guy who plays the lead of um, Atypical on Netflix, he's, like, plays the autistic character – he came in he's like fucking 29 playing a 16 year old he was like yeah i thought i was gonna be you know a degrassi star they fucking declined me this one girl that's like famous on tiktok that because a musician came in it's just like things like this happen like these are your neighbors like it doesn't matter like things happen all the time and i think people just like don't get it but that's just and my two cents <laughs> i 100 percent like i 100 percent agree when i was growing up my mom always said and especially when i went to university she was like, okay, you're in first year. By the end of the first year, they always say like half your class drops out. And she's like, that's life. You work hard and half of the people just are like, you know what? I think I'm going to stop. And then you keep working and eventually you're like, oh, I'm only against like two people. Or like, actually, I can just work with them. And it kind of, it becomes that thing where you're working so hard for something and eventually it's actually not going to be as difficult as it is in the beginning it's just like the beginning is really hard and talking about like um running into famous actors and like tiktok people and everything i think people need to be less scared of like reaching out to people mm-hmm. like just like being like hey i do this like like believing in your own skills you know yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I've been doing a lot of that and it's always like so – it feels awkward, I think, but something that someone was like talking about on TikTok, interestingly enough, they were talking about how like – reminder, like cringe doesn't get you that job. Cringe doesn't get you that guy. Cringe doesn't get you your dream friend group – or sorry, nonchalant, not cringe. Nonchalantness doesn't give you that guy, doesn't give you that partner, doesn't give you that friend. Like if you're nonchalant about things, which I think a lot of us, because like we're all kind of the same age – we grew up in that era of like the 2010s where it was like, I don't know, being nonchalant and self-deprecating was so cool back then, like for whatever reason. I know. It was Tumblr. Tumblr. It, it was, was Tumblr, yeah. <laughs> Tumblr. And like that shit, well, like, or being like too cool for school and being like, 
well, you know, like, that's not cool. Like, I'm not going to post that thing. It's like, that holds you back. Like, being, like, your full level cringe and being yourself and, like, dancing like no one else is in the room is going to get you what you want. Mm-hmm. Do you guys uh, do you guys think that, like, you know how people always say fake it till you make it? Do you think that's manifesting? Personally, I don't, like, fake it till I make it. It's more so, like, I just say things like, okay, I feel like people say fake it till you make it a lot in terms of confidence. So let's say I'm, like, oh, I'm going to fake confidence until I make it. I won't particularly fake it. I'll mostly just, like, say – I feel like not good right now, but that doesn't mean that's true. And then I'll just list things that I know are to be true. I feel like you can't. Like, I feel like it doesn't work because like if you're faking confidence, for example, that's like an outward show of confidence, but you're not like doing the work behind the scenes to like build your confidence, you know? So it's like, I don't know that. I don't know. I would kind of say though, like acting confident is using confidence so then like you're kind of not faking it anymore like it just becomes like that's like you're confident now like that's yeah because you're you're confident enough to act confident like confident yeah I get where you're saying I feel like in some things like I definitely agree for me because like I grew up so religious like I always grew up like wearing like very modest clothing and as I grew older I was like no, like, I want to just, like, a thought, even though it's, like, so out of my comfort zone. But I knew I liked it, and I was holding myself mm-hmm. back because mm-hmm. I would, like, always see outfits and be like, oh, that's so sick. And then as time went on, I was like, you know, I'm going to wear this outfit, and I don't care if I feel weird or in my head about it. You're not that important. No one gives a fuck. Just, like, wear it and then, like, let, like you know, live your best life. So in that term, I would fake it. But I think, like, as far as, like, internal, like, I'm worthy of love, like, I don't know if you can, like, fake those things. I think those are mm-hmm. things that you have to, like, start like really deconstructing and like believing Mm -hmm. yeah the clothing thing though for sure like I remember me too when I started like trying to dress a little provocative and I would like it would start with like the short skirt and then like you know but my shoulder my shoulders would be covered and then like the next time I'd feel confident enough to like you know take a little more off or whatever and then I got to the point where I was like outside like did not give a fuck if my tits were out like I do not Mm -hmm. care so I think like there is you know like just like put, putting yourself in uncomfortable situations until you feel comfortable. So if that's faking it until you make it. I mean, also one last thing that I also wanted to bring up was because one of my favorite girls, one of honestly America's favorite girls, Bella Hadid, she's always posting manifestation quotes. She's always going like, you know, what's meant for you will miss you. And although I like her, I'm also kind of like, babe, you're a Nepo baby. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, um, like, I like you, but, like, like, let's keep the pics coming and the quotes off because I don't need that. So I guess, like, yeah, so I guess, like, as far as, like, privilege goes with manifestation, like, what do we think about that? Because sometimes I think about what I manifest, which, by the way, you can be grateful and still want more for yourself, obviously. But sometimes I think about what I manifest and I'm like, this is so reflective over the fact that, like, I'm someone who's, like, a young, you know, in my 20s like, in Toronto, where I was, like, what would I be manifesting if I was, like, in Eritrea, in the slums, like, right? So, I guess, like, what do we think about in terms of, like, people being, like, super rich and being, like, I manifested this career for myself, when it's, like, okay, did you, or do you have the right connections? Honestly, that's what the secret was giving, where it's, like, oh, you can get amazing things about manifesting, but it's, like, manifesting in general comes from a pace of privilege, because, like, you're you're giving yourself this idea to work towards things that's not always within reach for all people and I feel like that also needs to be reflected on is like oh I'm privileged enough to like wake up every morning and be able to say that I can achieve something that like may be out of reach for a lot of other people um and I think that like you can't really get just anything from manifesting and I do think that like at the end of the day manifesting does need to be within I wouldn't even say within reason but just kind of like don't set yourself up to be let down 
Yeah. Like, I just think it doesn't take into account. Like, you can't manifest your way out of poverty. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there are systemic things that are at play. And, like, the secret Mm -hmm. is very much, like, how I manifested a million dollars. And it's, like, that and people that are mindset coaches and, like, that kind of thing. Like, I think the marketing side of things is where it gets really mucky of, like, you can really just, like, you know, it's – all within your reach and it's like ignores systemic barriers ignores racism ignores all these things that um affect the way that you're going to walk through this world um Mm -hmm. so I think that's kind of where it like gets difficult but so it makes sense to say like within reason and within your context like within the context of like the world that we live within Mm -hmm. and also just making it more like introspective of like you wake up and you look in the mirror and maybe you'll look and be like, I will be in present in every moment today. Like today I will grow and learn That's stuff that it's general and it's positive, but you're not like today I am like, I have a million dollars. I'm hanging out with Bell Hadid at lunch. I'm flying out tomorrow. Like you're like making very big claims. And then also forgetting that that's not positive for everybody and I think that's kind of what's annoying about social media manifesting is like people will post and be like everything is within your reach your dream job is like you will have in 12 months and mm-hmm. it's like that's not a reality for most people like I try to I post manifestations but I do try to be careful about even posting like my goals specifically like I am a white woman like in general I'm coming from a place of privilege so like I try to make sure that when I'm sharing manifestations it's stuff that is more like focused on self-love and self-positivity versus like changes in people's context yeah and I think like on that point like I was creeping your Instagram right before this because I was like let me see who Erica is and so I was reading I was reading through your manifestations and I really liked them and I liked the way that you you. wrote them like in the present tense um I think that's really powerful so do you have any tips for people that want to like get into manifestation where to start like resources things that they should look at Honestly, so many. Uh, I would like one big one is definitely talk in present tense. Like, and that's, I think, why it's easier to talk about more self positive stuff because you can be like, I look beautiful today. Like, one of the ones I wrote this morning because I knew we were doing this is like, I'm a powerful manifester. I visualize my dream life, you know? Um, Like, I can manifest things that I want into my own reality and it's like kind of doing it very much like I am doing this not just like I will because I feel like also I'm the type of person to be like okay I'll do it later so if I'm always saying like I'm doing it now then I am doing it now um I definitely would say starting out it's really hard to do your own affirmations or manifestations so I would recommend like I definitely did this like podcast or even following like Instagram accounts that post a lot of those things because it's easier for you to start learning what you want to take from them in general like manifesting and affirmations are it's all for you like you don't it's not like you're um plagiarizing by writing somebody else's affirmation it's not like like you are taking for yourself and there's a abundance of manifesting to take. Um, I think that something that's really helpful is, as like we were talking about before, self-acceptance and also positive self-talk. So like if you catch yourself talking about yourself in a negative term, kind of pulling back and like apologizing to yourself and being like, oh, those that wasn't nice. Like I wouldn't say that to somebody else. You know, because they always say, like, treat people the way you want to be treated, but like, treat yourself that way too, you know? Um, And then I think on the positivity thing, even looking back at negative events and kind of trying to reframe it. So people will be like, what did I learn from this situation? But sometimes just being like, oh, you know what? That happened, but today I'm doing this. And allowing yourself to like, have a shitty day, like be like, you know what? I'm not productive today. 
I'm going to take a bath. I'm going to lay outside. I'm going to skip a workout, like being more self-loving to like your whole being instead of just trying to like force yourself to do things, which also is something that I find a lot in Toronto where people, it is like a hustling city all the time where people want to be working. They want to feel productive, but rest is super productive. Like taking care of yourself is one of the most important things that you can do. And I think that that can go hand in hand with like when you're manifesting, like you're taking care of yourself, you're having time to like be alone and any of those things that you need to do in your own time. Like I'll meditate a lot of breathing exercises, which also definitely use internet resources to help with those things because meditation apps like insight timer and mindful like you those are so helpful like meditation's hard yeah i use those apps that's why i laughed because i was like hey mindful my apps are insight timer (laughs) plugging oh they should sponsor this podcast Uh, yeah they actually should <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, thank you so much for being on, Erica. It was a pleasure to meet you. You too. No, thank you for having me, guys. This was so fun. No, literally, as I soon love, as so I fun. thought about this topic, I was like, "There's no bitch on this planet Earth that needs to talk no about manifestation other than Erica." <laughs> Lydia sent me a text, and she's like, "We need to do an episode on manifestation," and I know just the bitch. I know just the bitch. <laughs> That's literally verbatim. I love I. Okay, that makes me happy, but I love that. And <laughs> honestly, I could talk about manifesting. It's funny that we're doing this actually because I get a lot of DMs about manifesting. And I'm like, oh, now I have something to be like, hey, listen to this. Yeah, <laughs> all your tips. I actually got the resource for you. So, guys, if you came from Erica, make sure to follow Retweet Podcast. <laughs> yeah, follow Retweet. Like, and if you subscribe. came from retweet, follow Erica for manifestation tips. Okay. Yeah. Um. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you so much. If you don't follow us on Instagram, literally, I can't with you. I'm vomiting, crying, throwing up. Like our Instagram has been popping off. Like, please follow us on Instagram. Thank you. Um, and give us a rating on all streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. And make it highs. Make it high. Only fives. Only fives. Yeah, no, nothing less than five. (laughs) If it's less than five, leave it in the drafts, baby. Yeah, leave it in the drafts. Thank you. Leave it in the drafts. (laughs) All right, guys. Bye.